Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. for the first time and it feels magical. You are hypnotized with this intoxicating chemical reaction that just draws you to him. And he tells you how beautiful you are and sexy and he can't wait to see you again. He describes in detail where he wants to take you and talks about the future dreams together. And the minute you get home, you receive multiple texts from him indicating a passionate desire to see you again. And you end up spending hours, days, even weeks in succession with him. And it's almost as if time has stopped. And although life continues around you, you can you just can't see anything outside of you because you're intertwined with this man. Then... Like in an instant, out of nowhere, he disappears. His calls, his hot text stop, the whirlwind of the romance you got caught up in abruptly plopped you down, leaving confusion and damage around you. You lie there in dismay and disbelief, shaking your head and trying to make sense of what just happened. (laughs) Sound familiar? Okay, so I call this the tornado effect. And It's also, you know, it's a phenomenon that a lot of people have encountered. I'd say most people have, and it's easy to get caught up in it because it feels so real and exciting. And at the time, you think it's real, but beware of these people who come on strong with too much, too soon, too fast, as it usually ends as fast as it comes. And often with this, these people are not emotionally or physically available in some way, shape, or form. A confusing part about being attracted to an emotionally unavailable, commitment-phobic person is that the emotional and sexual chemistry can feel so strong and you accept the behavior that you'd probably never tolerate otherwise. Why? Well, the electricity can feel so incredible and rare. You mistake the intensity for intimacy. And so you make compromises you wouldn't typically consider in order to give that relationship a chance. And still the connection or not, you must take a sober look to determine if someone is truly available for intimacy or if they are emotionally unavailable. Not everyone you feel a connection with, no matter how mind-blowing, is your soulmate. And you can fall for someone who is totally wrong for you. And as unfair, that's the reality. (laughs) You know, if you feel like this is your relationship or dating experience, you most likely are dating emotionally unavailable people time and time again. And those life experiences for them have caught, they have taught them to avoid intimacy. That's basically where it's coming from. And the closeness and being connected to another person caused more pain and neglect than the fleeting moments of love they received growing up. So they recreate this over and over again, because again, it's familiar to them. They're actually really scared of intimacy. So they'd rather, you know, focus on the chemically charged reactions in the beginning and get the quick hit 
and, and that feels really good. And then they're just scared of the rest. So they bolt. And the science of love labels this person as avoidant, right? You've heard this term, I'm sure. I've even talked about it. But in their minds, they just feel like, oh, well, I'm not needy. I'm very independent individual. Like, I don't really need that. So you find yourself in a relationship with this person. You're most likely a person who also desires closeness and is willing to make compromises in your relationship just to make that work. Many of my clients are or have been in a relationship with emotionally unavailable partner, myself included. I mean, we all, I think, have experienced it in some way, shape, or form, like I said before. But if it's a pattern for you, it definitely is something to take a look at. And, you know, when my clients come to me, they don't know what to do and they don't understand why their partner treats them the way they do or these, you know, dating experiences just disappear. And, they will say like the partner or the person they're dating, they'll feel like they're in a committed relationship, but their behavior tells a different story. So I want to share with you a a client story who I have been helping quite a bit. And, you know, she had a history of attracting emotionally unavailable men because that is who she felt chemistry with. And she was really confused because as she would tell her story about her exes, she remembers feeling so attracted to them in the beginning. And it felt like they were all emotional guys due to the sexual attraction. So the sexual attraction elicited an emotion and they, and she was misinterpreting that as emotionally available. But the big discovery after reviewing her history is that she grew up in a very cold family environment. You know, they didn't really express their feelings. Parents weren't affectionate. And they they just didn't discuss emotions at all. They were more functional, I would say, as a family. And on top of it, her father was gone a lot. He worked quite a bit. And so he wasn't even there for her, both in an emotional or physical sense. So this dynamic of what it felt like to be with emotionally unavailable and disconnected relationships felt familiar with her. And fast forward to the men she dated, you know, up until the time that I met her, she ended up confusing that sexual chemistry with emotional intimacy. And in coaching together, we worked on her ability to express her feelings and determine who she felt emotionally close to and building upon that while slowing things down. And she now has attracted secure men who are not afraid of intimacy. And let me tell you, it was not easy at first. In fact, when she first came across these secure men, she was bored. And so we're going to talk about that as well. But I wanted to do a episode about this because this is something that is really, really prevalent in people's dating experiences, especially now. But I want to say that you can attract secure, honest relationships if you learn how to be emotionally available yourself. And this is important. Okay, this is important because when you learn to emote, express yourself, open up, let others feel you. The secure and healthy people will be attracted to you and the avoidant, the emotionally unavailable ones won't. So it's a great way of getting rid of people really, really fast. (laughs) You'll feel calmer. You won't experience the highs and the lows of this constant uncertainty, especially during this time of uncertainty. It's the last thing you need. And 
you know, that uncertainty that you might have been feeling, you might be mistaken for passion or love. Now, I know what you're thinking, Kimmy, you know, how do I know if someone is truly unavailable or insecure when the passion is so real? You know, when I'm first meeting somebody, I don't really know if they're available or not. I, and I don't want to settle for a partner I don't feel chemistry with. So is it even possible to have both? I get this question all the time. And I understand that the passion may feel real. And because your experience is only the ones that are chemically charged that way, you will continue to attract that because that's all you know. So in order to break a habit that is familiar to you, you have to do the work and change things about you to get a different result. I say this all the time, but this is really like in this particular case, it's really true. That is why practice expressing your needs, feelings, and setting boundaries are such crucial skills to learn as you date different people. And with that, you can attract secure, honest relationships if you learn how to be emotionally available yourself. So in order to help you combat this dynamic, I wanted to go through a couple things. It's important to know where it comes from so that you go about dating and relationships differently. So here are five reasons why you might keep confusing the chemistry of emotionally unavailable partners and what to do about it. All right. Number one is... And and as I go through these, I invite you to just kind of take notes, you know, like check off the boxes. Which ones are you? Are you all of them? Are you a couple of them? And this is where you can really start to do the work. So the first one is you find an emotionally unavailable partner attractive. And what I mean by that, you know, the science of attachment attraction, you know, the attachment theory says that if you are anxious or you kind of lean towards that, you know, anxious attachment style. You also believe that your partner doesn't want as much closeness as you want. And you might be often unaware that the partners that you're obsessed with are the ones that reinforced your deepest insecurities. So, you know, there's been a lot of studies on this and and the science of adult attachment showed that Your beliefs about love attract specific partners. So people who fiercely guard their independence are attracted to partners who invade it. It's like opposites attract, right? We hear this all the time. And so people who desire extreme closeness are attracted to people who are scared of intimacy. It's almost like too much. So it's hard to know even what the secured attachment feels like when you're used to this like opposing dynamic. All right. The second thing is you find healthy lovers to be missing the spark. You think they're really boring. (laughs) And this is the, I think this is one of the most common things I hear. You know, let's say you're one of those lucky ones and you meet someone secure and you realize, you know, Hmm. I mean, he's, he's a good person or she's a good person, but you're just not feeling it. You know, they're just, they're kind of boring. They're just, it's almost too level. And when you meet a secure lover, the message you receive are honest, they're straightforward, they're consistent. And due to the belief that they are worthy of love, secure people are not afraid of intimacy. You know, they just kind of go there and they don't beat around the bush or they, and they don't play hard to get. 
Um, so the ambiguous messages and other behaviors that cause uncertainty, tension, suspense in a relationship, they're just not there. But due to this, you know, you might feel bored. Now, if you're secure and you've done the work, you will feel calm. But the opposite of calm is anxiety. And you might misinterpret that anxiety for, guess what? Having chemistry. So with these secure people, you believe they can't be the one because there's just no emotional alarms that are going off. It's too easy. Your life experiences have taught you that a calm attachment system is just boring and not normal. And this fallacy causes you to pass up like really good people for you um, because there just isn't the anxiety. So you assume that there's no chemistry and you're basically overall confusing anxiety with chemistry. I'd say this is like, the most common that I see and that I help people work through. All right. So that's number two. Number three, you mistake his attraction to you and his attention to you physically for love and attention. So, I mean, just, you know, this is, I see kind of more common with the dynamic between men and women. For most men, attraction does not leap ahead to love and relationship. They just want to get to know you. They want to see if they like you. And women tend to go to love and relationship first. You know, they think like that. And so there are gender differences with sexual attraction. But women, beware. You know, because this is something that I see a lot of women get caught up in. Beware the men who come on really strong in the beginning and will constantly tell you how hot you are, will focus on your physical appeal with sexual compliments. He might buy you lots of things, shower you with, you know, attention and compliments and love. And, and often these men are really not paying a lot of attention to you as a person. Are they, I mean, are they listening to you? You know, are they complimenting for you, your personal attributes or just like what they see on the outside? You know, instead they kind of, you know, just get focused on how great you look and what they can do to get you basically. It's it's more like a game almost for them. And then once they get you, it's kind of like what I described in the beginning, it becomes the tornado effect. So, you know, pay attention to that. Are you mistaking his like attention and adornment of how hot and sexy you are for the love? All right. Number four, you mistake his lack of effort for spontaneity. So check this out. This is also something common. Basically, you're accepting the crumbs and you're confusing it with what should be the cake. So you might be so anxious to get a relationship going with someone. You think, you know, this person's a great catch and you'll accept the crumbs they offer. Now, the spontaneous drop of the crumbs, you know, like on the weekend day or a rare date here and there during the weekend, it's not planned. Um, Late night calls with the strong desire to see you suddenly, And, you know, that person may even say, oh, well, you know, I'm not a planner or, oh, I'm just so busy. But the truth is he simply doesn't respect you enough to treat you the way that you deserve or she, for that matter. I see this both ways. You know, that person is not interested in your feelings or needs, but 
you help them get their needs met anyway. And instead of setting boundaries and demanding more for yourself, you're just so sweet. You're thoughtful. You'll do so much for them. You always kind of drop what you're doing because you never know if you're going to see that person again. It just feels so exciting when they're available in that moment of need. And guess what? That, that kind of, you know, bomb that they go off of like, oh, I'm available. You know, that excitement, that's what you're confusing is chemistry. And so once you let that person know, you'll take whatever you can get of them. That person will never put forth any effort again. So they know they kind of have you whenever they want you. And you think you're being patient and understanding and nice while, you know, they get their act together, but really you're just being a doormat for this crummy person. And that's no way to get what you want from them. And and that's not a relationship. So it's the intermittent reinforcer. That reinforcement that happens is really getting confused with chemistry. Okay. The final one, and this is, I see happen a lot too, is that you think you can fix that person and mold them into being the partner you long for. You know how to fix. Like that is your, that's your thing. (laughs) Maybe it was your ascribed role growing up. You were the caretaker. Uh, Maybe you had kind of like you know, just some things go on in your family where you were the fixer and the helper, because if you weren't, things would be really chaotic. So you took on that role of smoothing things out when things got really hard. So you know hard, you know how to do it. And guess what? That's where your confidence lives. So that's like, a project guy might sound really fun to you. You know, if you like to fix things and that's where your confidence is, and that's the role you know best, you'll be attracted to that. But that person will disappoint you every single time in the end. Like you think you're, I mean, with all best intentions that it'll be better in the end, but you, what shows up in the beginning always does you in, in the end. And this is something I learned when I was in um, school getting my therapy degree. And it really is true. Emotionally unavailable people are great at kind of just keeping you at an arm's length and keeping you in something. And that is where the chemistry comes in because you get a high on seeing the result after a period of nothing. Do you see how that works? And so if there's a flat line and then all of a sudden you do something or there's something where they show an assemblance of getting better or bettering themselves, maybe they hop into therapy for a month or maybe they say to you, oh, I'm going to change, you know, whatever that is, they give you just enough to keep you in it. And then you think that they just need time. Oh, you know what? That that person or he or she just needs time and a few tweaks and patience. And, And then they'll be the person you crave. But in the end, over time, you end up feeling depleted and you never get your needs met because you put so much energy on theirs and the reciprocity just isn't there. So as you're listening to this list, it's not to say, oh my gosh, gloom and doom. Am I always going to be attracting unavailable people? Of course not. But you do have to recognize patterns in yourself. And again, there's unemotionally, I mean, you know, unemotionally, (laughs) 
<laughs> emotionally unavailable people all over the place, but you just got to see what you can do to empower yourself to change that dynamic. So no matter if all or some of these aspects exist for you that I just laid out, the key is to learn how to set boundaries, to clear your wants and needs. If you are a caretaker, you know, be careful that you're not putting others over yourself. Let your date know what you like and dislike. Pay attention to how they respect your desires versus doing only what they want and what pleases them. Again, if you want to change that dynamic, you have to look at how you're even communicating and dating in the first place because you're setting a precedent. You're setting a tone that really sticks with you during the rest of the relationship. Okay, I hope that was helpful. And actually, I have a letter from somebody who um, it's exactly what she's struggling with. And I have a few tips and maybe this will resonate for you too. She says, I'm confused as to why I always seem to end up meeting unavailable people, whether physically or emotionally. I recently attended a virtual speed dating event and really hit it off with someone I met there. We texted every day for a week, and then suddenly he mentioned that he just got out of a relationship and was carrying a lot of baggage and is only looking to be friends. In another instance, I was taking a class with someone and there there was a lot of flirtation and sexual energy between us, even though they were already partnered. This is very typical for me. It feels disorienting and like a rug is constantly getting pulled out from under me. Why does this always happen? And are there any quote unquote, available people out there. Oh yeah. That must be super frustrating and quite disorienting because, you know, especially if it just keeps happening over and over again in even small ways and also the big ways, like a broken record. And, and that really can be, you know, concerning and make you want to shut down. And here's the thing. Yeah. I mean, There are a lot of unavailable people out there and there are a lot of available people out there. But unfortunately, we tend to see more unavailable people in the dating pool. And that's just what research says. But that's not to say that there aren't many available people out there too who have done the work. And it's it's a numbers game, it's practice, and it's also changing your strategy and tactics. So there are quite a few available people out there. It's just that you haven't seen them because of perhaps what you're doing to attract that and be attracted to that. And it's hard to know what that is if you haven't done the work around this and trying to do something different. So here's the first thing I would say. I would ask the question about how emotionally available are you? Remember, like attracts like. You're looking at it from a lens of they're not available, but I'm just wondering, like, really, how open are you? Look at some fears that you might possibly have, which might be leaking in your body language and communication as you're talking to people. You might be attracting an energy that's lopsided, as you are more focused on them than really emoting and opening up and letting someone into your world and how you feel, it makes a big difference. It's something that I work on with my clients over and over and over again. And it's hard to understand if you haven't practiced or you don't have the tools for it. So, you know, like think about how do you share 
about yourself when you meet someone on a date or in a networking event? Because even upon first impression, it, it, it can happen where you're closing yourself off and you're putting more attention onto them. So that's the first thing. Second, try going through a period of time where you date a lot without getting into a relationship. So you can start determining the patterns for yourself. Like, where are you meeting people? What commonalities do they have, you know, with each other that you're getting attracted to? Um, With my clients, I do something called the chemistry analysis. And I have talked about this before, but I believe that there are four domains of chemistry. And it's taking a look at each of those domains and doing an analysis on it, defining it and putting a percentage to it. It's super helpful when you start detecting patterns and you look at it from more like scientific view then an emotional view as you like leave a date and say, oh, I just didn't feel chemistry. But why? Like, what was it? Was it, was it the intellect? Was it the physical? There's a lot of things that go into it that you might not be paying attention to. And finally, practice stating your feelings and being more open when you are meeting people so that they get to know who you are. And then It'll be your job to pay attention to how they respond to you. I was just talking to a woman the other day, and she said, you know, my whole life I've been kind of guarded. I, you know, upon first impression, I wait for them to kind of ask me questions. I don't exactly trust them right away, but then once I do, I can open up. I'm, I'm fun. I'm friendly. But that first you know, impression stage, she definitely had a barrier up and was really guarded. So I think a lot of men had a hard time reading her. And she finally opened herself up to somebody the other day and they kind of shut her down. And she said, see, this is what, this is what I mean. Every time I open up to someone, then I'm getting shut down. This is just like my childhood. So it's a rabbit hole, right? If you don't keep going and think of it like, oh, well, no one cares and that's how everyone is, then you'll kind of create your own reality around that. But the truth was, is that she didn't get enough experience around people who do respond well to her, who want to hear how she's feeling and how she's doing. And so I said to her, I said, then that person was the wrong person for you and good for you for nipping it in the butt without having a relationship for six months with that person. And then you figure it out. So it really is a way to weed people out who are available emotionally there for you and who are more secure kind of partners. So I hope that was helpful. You can empower yourself. You can do it to create a different dynamic with who you attract. That's what I want you to get out of this. You just need some tools to date in a smarter way and go through some training or dating school, if you will. You cannot do this on your own if you have been in a pattern for a long time. That's just like me telling you, go just go to the gym and your abs will be this way. Well, that's great if you're not given the exercise exercises and you don't have the accountability of a class or a trainer, most likely you're not going to do it right. You know, you might hurt yourself. This is no different. Understanding your attachment type and patterns are key to finding a lasting and reciprocal relationship. And 
you're only as troubled as the relationship you're in. I want to say that too. If you keep finding yourself dating unavailable partners, the common denominator in all of your relationships is you. But again, it's coming from the empowerment that knowing that you can attract secure, honest relationships if you just learn how to be emotionally available yourself. So as always, thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, as always, KimmySeltzer.com to see more ways I can help you crack the code of attracting unavailable people in your life. And to take it one step further, which I really encourage you to do, especially if this is a pattern hop on a call with me, it's just a call, right? It's 30 minutes. You click on the link in the show description and you never know that 30 minutes could change the course of your entire life. Even if there's just one thing that we uncover together. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. Stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. 